0: my guest for this entire hour, Candace Jordan, the hardest working woman in journalism to my, <laughs> to my mind. <clears throat> She's so self effaced she laughs at stuff like that. Well uh, she was talking about when she started her her blog fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. It's now celebrating its fiftieth fifteenth yep. anniversary.
1: It feels like fiftieth though.
0: I'm sure it does in many ways. I'm sure it does the longest running lifestyle blog in Chicago in Chicago. Yeah,
1: yeah first you and it,
0: longest running you started it in in as a means to Tell your mom what you were up to.
1: Right, exactly. You know, I'm I'm an only child, and um,
0: from you know, a small town, Where from are you
1: a from? very small uh, Dupont, Illinois. It's a small town in southern Illinois, right across the river from St. Louis. Um, it's a railroad town. And um, like I said, my mother and I were—we were like sisters as much as mother and daughter. And uh, so when I moved to Chicago, the, I started writing things because I wanted her to feel like she was here going to these parties with me. You know, so I would be extremely descriptive, so it would make her feel like she was at the party with me. And that's quite frankly the way I write how now. Did,
0: how did the blog launch?
1: Well, you know, um, a f- friend of mine. As opposed I, to
0: sending postcards. Well, to I'll your tell mom. you
1: exactly how it started. I was working for Today's Chicago Woman, Mm -hmm. and um, this is when I started hearing about blog, a blog, what's a blog, I didn't even know what a blog was, but a girlfriend of mine, Rhonda Sanderson, has her own PR agency, and she said, you know, if you want to do this, I can help you, because she had this staff and, you know, Mm -hmm. had technology, you know, things that I had no idea about. So she helped me (laughs) with my first blog, designed it, you know, she had her, one on her staff help, you know, with the banner and stuff, and it started from there, that's how I did it, and I just left. Uh, Today's Chicago woman and I, you know, kind of leaped into the flames with this blog, and it was really uh, popular from the get go.
0: you came to the Tribune, and then I too. came to
1: the Tribune after that. And you know who? How the Tribune found me was through my web, my blog and writing for Chicago Now. Because I was the only person covering social events in the city at the time.
0: you know you and I are of an age when when there were column the sat papers who who did cover this mm-hmm. you know right. the Aaron gold, Aaron the gold Tribune, right and the Inc. column at the Tribune mm-hmm. uh, Irv cups in it for half a century yeah. at the sun Times right uh did they inspire you?
1: Oh, absolutely! I, well, I would never miss a column on you know social news. I mean, that was that's kind of in my DNA. You know, they called
0: those things. It was so funny. They they would refer to them generically as gossip columns, and I yeah. never thought of that. And
1: as. and they called it society columns, and I yeah. thought that was way overreaching. I, I you know that was too elitist for me. And I have people say, "Oh, you're a society column." I said, "Absolutely not. I'm just I, I am an arbiter of what's happening in the city." You know,
0: and but also if you knew, you knew cup in those, I mean, oh. there was to my mind. Very few harder working journalists in Chicago than Irv Cup's and I agree. Aaron Gold
1: at the time. I agree, 100%. And I loved them both. And I loved their columns. I loved, you know, the, all the tips that they would get that, you know, that you'd never read or see anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, this
0: is, ladies and gentlemen, this is before Twitter. This is before yeah. the internet. This is when you had to use shoe leather to go out and exactly. get stories. Exactly. Had
1: to scrabble for and it. Sit
0: in, and sit in Booth 1 with Humphrey Bogart <laughs> yeah. and Lauren Bacall, and that's where you would get your news. Yeah. Uh, you must have, when you first came to Chicago, uh, Take me back to those days, Candice. Yeah.
1: Oh, goodness. Well, you know, um, I, I first started at uh, the St. Louis Playboy Club. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a scholarship to St. Louis University, but I was tired of school. So um, at the time, they were hiring at this new club in St. Louis, and my girlfriend said, you should go over and try out for them. What would your mother say? My mother, my anything that I wanted to do. My father, too. I mean, they'd been divorced since I was two, and my dad was an older, They were he was 10 years older than my mother. They never once questioned my judgment. And sometimes I wonder if that was such a wise <laughs> idea.
0: That, those are the kind of parents everybody needs. Yeah, exactly.
1: But they were always so supportive. I'll give you a funny story. As a matter of fact, after I did the centerfold, one of the television stations in St. Louis came to my house to interview my dad and my mother together. And so they had been divorced. Yeah, for they'd a while. been divorced for a while, long time. And they asked my dad, you know, what do you think about your daughter doing the centerfold? And he said if they'd have paid me what they paid her, I would have done it. <laughs> So they were a hundred percent behind me. Oh my goodness! Well, that's yeah. good
0: because you probably needed that kind of support. Because I know a lot of uh, women, young women at the time, who toyed with that mm-hmm. with that career whose parents did not oh, support Oh, absolutely I mean, not. No, it, it no. Her...
1: No, it was... a uh, Well, it was different times then. You know, you didn't have, uh, you know, uh, naked women, every aspect of the Internet, and, you yeah. know, you could pick up any your phone and find information Did or you stuff. enjoy
0: working at the club?
1: I loved everything about Playboy. Were you Playboy. good at
0: the bunny dip? I of was, course you were. Well,
1: you know, I went through the training, which was really hardcore I, I, training.
0: I know. I mean,
1: this is not just waitress stuff. Oh, my God, no. No, and, uh, and you know, I was... I did not enjoy serving any kind of food or alcohol. So I was always at the door, you know, welcoming people to the club. Oh, you checking were kind of the cords. greeter. Yeah, then, I was or the greeter. The maitre d'. Yes. And I worked as a bumper pool bunny and made a fortune.
0: You pl- well, As a bumper pool bunny, yes. were you there to play again? Yeah, to play
1: the customers. Were you oh, that I could good? do behind my back. I could jump the bumpers. <laughs> I'm telling you, I could have had a career at that. <laughs>
0: And you made, I mean, one of the things about, about, uh, not to be sexist at all, but in the day... Being a Playboy Bunny beat the careers, many of the careers that were available to women, you know, be a secretary.
1: 100%. And you could make seriously good money. Yeah. A lot of those girls put themselves through college. They became lawyers. I mean, you know, a variety of different professions. But it did give you, you know, the means to support yourself in whatever way you saw fit. And it was really a very well-paying job. Hours were, you know, you could basically choose your own hours.
0: Were you living alone in St. Louis at the time, or were you commuting with your your mom's house
1: no i was um yeah i was living at my mother's house and wow. working at the club
0: that's the ideal thing
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> my, my daughter's a playboy bunny uh we'll take it we have to take a little break we'll be back but candace will be here for the entire hour so stay <laughs> tuned uh candace jordan and i were just talking about the sugar shack the bastion of uh, nude male dancing <laughs> in uh, just outside of lake geneva okay. candace was talking about her her start as a uh The Playboy Bunny and the Bumper Pool Queen of St. Louis. (laughs) what 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 brought you to Chicago?
1: well Playboy brought me to Chicago um, I did a uh, they did a feature in the magazine called best Bunnies and David Chan, a photographer you might n- remember sure, um, sure had come to St. Louis and he'd asked me if I would appear in the in the feature and I said, of course and so I posed for the feature and after it came out in the magazine I got a call from uh, Playboy in Chicago asking if I'd be interested in transferring here mm-hmm. I couldn't say yes fast enough Yeah.
0: Had got, you been to Chicago at that never, point? Never. No, never? No, oh, no, wow. no. It was like the wow. Emerald
1: City when I yeah, drove here. Oh, I'll my bet. God. And then you drove up to the Playboy Mansion, of course, and with the you know the liveried butler answers uh-huh. the door. I thought, well, I can really get used to this.
0: Like, well, this is Chicago. <laughs> this is going to work <laughs> for me. some introduction to Chicago. <laughs> That's and, right. And you worked at the Playboy Club yeah, on Yeah, worked at the
1: Playboy Club and lived at the mansion when Hefner was in residence. Yeah. You know, and they had all the wild parties, fabulous. You know, How there- many
0: other, How many at, at the time you lived there, how many other bunnies were there?
1: I would say there was probably about 12 or 13 in, girls in, in there. a
0: sense it was and people forget it was, it was kind of like a dormitory Oh, it was
1: a dormitory yeah. absolutely i mean you had you know bunk or beds a sorority and, yeah sorority yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know but everybody's you know was in the living room and you know we all ate dinner together from time to time or we were in the pool together or we were throwing water balloons off the roof at people <laughs> on the sidewalk i mean it was really it was, it was what i would imagine college would have been like
0: yeah if you had gone to <laughs> if go. i had gone yes well, i didn't either so we've got that in common <laughs> And it was joyful. It was uh, you were certainly making a decent income
1: mm-hmm. at that, oh, yeah. that
0: club. Yeah, remind people what that club was like. It was just oh, it just was, west of Michigan. Yeah, Avenue it was on, on Walton, the, on the north side of Walton.
1: It was fabulous. It was two levels. They had a, a living room, they called it, and then they had you know a lunch area. Then they had a VIP room upstairs where a lot of the, the superstars shot, sure. it got great talent there, and
0: they had great performers oh, in there too. Incredible
1: on the circuit. Yeah. It was really... I mean, a lot and of... And one got-
0: other thing about Hefner and, and the Playboy Club mm-hmm. is it was one of the first interracial Entertainment venues, at it and Mr. Kelly's 100%, to some extent, right, uh, right? That broke the color barrier. One hundred percent entertainers. Yeah. Uh, no,
1: he was he was a, an incredible human being, and I'm telling you, to this day, I am so ever grateful to him for a, a life. I mean, he brought sure, me to Chicago. Sure. I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have you know known you. Wouldn't know me. you Wouldn't know Krista and <laughs> no, Brad yes. and Julian.
0: You wouldn't know would anybody.
1: My life would have been empty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you posed for the magazine during those Yeah. Years, yeah. Well, too. you
1: know here's one of the th- perks of being a door bunny you know and greeting people all the art directors the first person they saw when they
0: yeah, came they're the having club, drinks after work yes, they're walking for across me. the street from, so yeah, yeah. you know
1: and they would say or a photographer would say oh by the way candace we're doing this test cover can you come up and shoot the test cover and so we can test lighting or whatever so i i've got nine covers out of that and the wow. centerfold wow you know so uh they happen to like me in the in the photography well, you're, you're department
0: an, you're an incredibly likable person you <laughs> must <laughs> well, you must know that and uh, good there, days, Thank sense you. of authenticity about you, Candace oh, Jordan, that I think you. is part of the reason you've been so successful, when did the Playboy years stop and why? And they didn't really stop, because many, many years later, I went to a photo shoot where they were redoing yes, some of the classic. Yes, you it were classy. at the fo- re- Yes, remake. I was. Yes. Um, in
1: 2017, 30 years after my centerfold, they asked um, seven girls to yep. recreate their iconic covers, mm-hmm. and mine was a February 79 cover, and we shot it here in Chicago. They wanted to fly me to L.A., but I, didn't have, uh, I had commitments that I couldn't make it. But thankfully, because that made you able to be there, yeah, So sure. Yeah, and you covered sure. it, which was so kind of you. But yeah, no, I, and you know, and not and long after that, they asked me to be an ambassador for the magazine. I did I some advertising for them for some products that they were promoting, and you know, I'm still in touch with all of those people. I know you, are. and I, I love them, and uh, and I just I love my the longevity that I have with the magazine, and now of course the digital platform.
0: Talk to me about Hefner. I mean, Hefner I, I was always seen, I think. Uh, by people who didn't know him as a kind of mysterious kind of figure. But he also, to my mind, uh, was a genius.
1: He was an absolute genius. And... um you know, I tell people this all the time. I said that his legacy is yet to be told in its entirety. I mean, because the things that he did, you know, the things that he did for people that nobody knew about. I mean, he was a huge philanthropist, but you never read anything about what exactly. the things that he did.
0: And, and a huge fighter for the First Amendment, uh, too. A huge fighter wow. for the
1: First Amendment. But besides that, here's the thing that always impressed me the most, and I only know this because I have friends inside the mansion that would tell me these things, that, you know, some of the girls would fall on hard times, you know, they... They'd be in financial straits, and a loved one would die. They couldn't bury, you know, their relative or whatever. He would quietly slip them checks for ten thousand dollars, fifteen mm-hmm. thousand. Nobody ever knew about that, and he yeah. never told a soul. This is somebody inside the mansion that knew about this and but told me. One of me. the
0: things is the image overwhelmed all the good works, and the image overwhelmed all the incredible writers he hired to oh, write fun. for the magazine. Incredible artists he had, and Art Paul and the design of that of that thing when these movies and these weird you know post death mm. documentaries came out where where there were some women that just made to my mind out really wild, outrageous claims that of things that would have been known. Had they really been going on? What it, it, to sully his image? You really were upset by that. Oh, nature. I
1: was. I'm, I'm till this minute. I'm upset by yeah. it. Even you saying that makes my blood boil. But I'll tell you something that's so funny because all of these girls were madly in love with him, and they didn't get what they wanted out of the relationship. One I of them see. wanted to have a baby with him. He mm. did not want to. One of them wanted to marry him. He did not want to. And so they all have bitter pills that they had to swallow. And it's very convenient for, you know, a decade later, they can bring out these allegations. Of course, he's not here to defend himself, right, is he? Right. And so and they're looking for another 15 minutes of fame, just another way to suck 10 more dollars out of him. And it just absolutely infuriates me. It
0: infuriated me, too. And I'm sure it infuriated Christy Hefner, who's Mm-mm. still... Lives here and has had a remarkable life because it has could not. She's a good person and it could not have been easy being the daughter.
1: No, and for Cooper and uh, and, and Co- his brother too, the same thing. I mean, you know, they've created different new lives for themselves, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they've moved on and put it behind them. But you know, uh, something like that is just. Uh, so insidious no and i knew these girls i knew some of these girls i bet you did i mean i knew. i when i went out to the mansion holly was there to greet us at the door was so proud to show us around and show us the you know the little bunny dorms that there was in the back and that she had hand painted these stencils and all this i never heard any criticisms or critiques then when i was yeah, out going out there, there was so, something
0: very very very, very bitter vulturous and strange
1: yes about vulturous that is a good do
0: you word. still have any connection with playboy i know you still you were in touch with some of the people there and yeah you, you what do you do now?
1: Well, I, you know, they they contact me from time to time. They just put a photo on their uh, Instagram page of me from a beer campaign I did for them, and you know, so they remember me, and I love and remember them, and um, you know, I'm I'm ready if they called me for another layout. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what would your husband Chuck say about that? I, I, well, that'd sure. be,
1: that might be another story.
0: Uh, before we break, and now after, after uh, the, the second half hour is all going to be about what you do now, Oof. how did you meet your husband Chuck? How long have you been married? Chuck is a wonderful guy he and a is. charming guy and a... Without him, you couldn't do what you do, could you?
1: I, I wouldn't be here without him. I couldn't do anything without him. I'm telling you, I don't know how I got so lucky. I mean, I met him in a bar. Which one? <laughs> it was, um, oh, what was the one where they had sawdust on the floor?
0: There were a lot of them. No, but, uh, you know,
1: the one with the, the b- waiters. It was on um, Walton.
0: Uh, one, uh, the, well,
1: one, you know, the one...
0: Was it in the basement?
1: No, no. Oh, Not my God. The, the waiter said it. white... Uh, aprons oh it's a very famous place i can't believe i can't remember it well um, it'll come to us. anyway it'll so to i us. met him there a friend of mine said to me um because i was always out at night i was a night owl and he says you know candace you might meet a nicer class of people if you get up in the afternoon
0: If <laughs> you yeah, woke up before <laughs> so, midnight yes yeah, yeah. exactly
1: so i uh, set the alarm from noon and we went to lunch and uh we went to this place that i can't remember and so there were guys that were sitting at the table and uh there's like three guys there whitey pearson was one of them
0: Wow. You remember yeah, Terry, buddy? Sure.
1: That was our dear friend of Chuck's, and uh, so he introduced me to these guys. And I'm not sure if Chuck was the intended target for he mm-hmm. wanted to introduce me to. I think it was somebody else, but I did give Chuck my card, and uh, you know, and he called, and kind of the rest after that is history. We got married within six months of meeting each other.
0: That's great, and you have yeah, thirty three years later, you have such a good marriage. If you see Candace out at one of the many, 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 <laughs> many openings and events. That she goes to, Chuck is, He's is there. the loyal yeah. companion. He
1: sure is. I could not do it without him. You're absolutely right.
0: He likes this.
1: Now he does. Uh, you well, at, know, well, at the first... You know, he, in his defense, he didn't know anybody. And I was the one that knew all the people. Sure. So now that he's been to so many of these, now he can chit-chat when oh. I'm doing whatever I have to do. And, and so now he feels like he's got his own little social life and his own little clique.
0: Yeah, don't tell me he's going to start He's
1: on it. Instagram, you know.
0: Oh, no. No. <laughs> now he's going to tell me he's starting a <laughs> blog, too. Chuck. <laughs> don't do it. It's too much... It's too much work. Uh, when we come back after the news, I will talk to Candace more about not only the fifteenth anniversary of her of her blog, it's candidcandice dot com. Isn't that easy, ladies and gentlemen? Also the third anniversary of Chicago Star, which is a fascinating publication because it is all about good news. Good news. It is mm-hmm. a good news publication mm-hmm. the place where candace jordan and chuck <laughs> jordan met was the palm the palm
1: yeah i could
0: remember <laughs> I, I, i'm assuming that text came from yeah, chuck chuck, uh, chuck remembered yes <laughs> chuck goodness. remembered well he
1: he, he, he,
0: he doesn't have a blog yet so he, he <laughs> has time he has time to remember so you started the blog at yep. today chicago woman After. and then mm-hmm. you came to the tribune yeah
1: yeah then i came to the tribune and you know there i started first at chicago now when they right. had that fabulous blogging platform they had yep. like 300 that's another story i'm so upset over that that yep. they yanked that thing and all those people lost all their work uh, that was horrifying Horrible. but that's another story but anyway so yes i was at chicago now and i was writing a social column you know in in the where magazine. i'd been and yeah. doing all that kind of stuff and so at the time they were hired looking for a social columnist at the tribune yeah so i went in and i uh uh, had an interview there was like eight people in the room it was the oh most intimidating Lord. experience of my entire life well,
0: meeting any eight people yes from the Tribune i mean and they were all sitting
1: like a you know against the wall in these chairs it was like i was it, it was really scary mm-hmm. uh joyce winneke was one of the uh actually she's who hired me and colin McMahon M-Man. was there and um and um margaret uh the lawyer
0: the, the margaret holt
1: margaret holt margaret yes holt. so all those people were there but you know fortunately they liked me and they hired me and so i had like nine almost ten years at the Tribune you with did my a good job. You
0: did a great thank job thank you too. rick well oh, then so. the magazine folded and um, there were a lot of i mean you, we could we could sit here for the next eight hours and talk about people who no longer work for the,
1: <laughs> yeah for that's the Tribune. for sure
0: um, and, and how did you transition out of that
1: well let's see um, you
0: kept the blog alive
1: oh yeah kept the blog alive and you know it was it happened during covid obviously you know there's no social events to cover when covid Exactly, hit. exactly. and so and i didn't blame them for you know because they think i was on for like still three months you know candace will be back next week Candace will be back yeah. which obviously never happened so um yeah i kept my blog going and you know i was i was happy to be doing it And knew i just ramped up and paid more attention to it and you know i had more time to get it out on a more timely manner one of
0: you is being a loyal reader of your your stuff in the tribune and from oh. I, from the early days there was a real it was not a focus so much I mean, you could easily do a focus on the fr- uh, on the frivolous nature of entertainment mm-hmm. and society and nightlife in this city it would be easy to do oh there's a new drink it's at, at uh, <laughs> you know at lux bar and there's a new this here and mm-hmm. a new you really seem to focus to my mind on charitable endeavors yeah
1: exactly all nonprofits. Uh, because that's where the heart of the community is, you know. If without the nonprofits, you know, the city wouldn't survive because they take care of people nobody else wants to take care of, mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And so, you know, and uh, and I didn't just cover the big events and nonprofits and charities. Oh, I, I covered yeah. things that you know nobody had ever heard about before, no. you know, and uh, and because I never wanted to make a distinction. I mean, they are all important in their own ways, and so you know, I think that's kind of what made it kind of sort of my column unique is because it was you never knew what to expect. Exactly. Yeah. And so, exactly. uh, and you know, it. Did it didn't matter if you were a big, high-profile person. If you were a low-profile person but still had something that was interesting in a story and, and some kind of a nonprofit that you were a part of, then I shared that, too.
0: What, what do you think, generally, about the Chicago social scene and how—you and know, I have been around long mm-hmm. enough to know—it used to be very much an old-money kind of scene here. Yeah. Very much an old-money kind of scene. And right. Then, And then that was kind of shattered. There's still a lot of old money out there, but there's a lot of new money.
1: A lot of new money. And you know what? It's really good now because I think it's way more diverse. And I think it makes it more interesting. I mean, you know, you can meet people high, low, in the middle. And, you know, everybody's got a story to tell. And everybody's got something that's fascinating. And so, you know, you're out there. You never know who you're going to meet. And it's, uh, yeah, no, it's. I think it's better now. I like it. I'm having more fun. Are you? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you feel do you feel you are in many ways a part of the scene that you cover? Does that create any kind of awkward moments for you, Candace? <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. No. You know, and <laughs> okay. as a matter of fact, um, the Tribune used to put a disclaimer on the ends of my column. Yes, they did. They said that, um, you know, Candace covers a lot of events, some of which she's a some part of, of. Which she's involved in. know, she's involved with, which I thought was terrific. Yeah, there's Because here's how I argued this, because there was a question about that when I was first interviewed. And I said, listen, I said, you want to get it from an insider's point of view? Because, yeah. Or do you want to just yeah. have somebody, you know, that doesn't know a thing about these organizations writing about them? And I had an insider's viewpoint.
0: Are people desperate to get in your column?
1: Oh well, I. You're too... Well, I I don't know. I've had some people make some lovely comments, but I hope so. I hope everybody wants to be in my column. Just write me; I'll put you in.
0: <laughs> so then, three, roughly three years ago, you transitioned from. Uh, doing it in that small space you were doing it mm-hmm. without a without a real home mm-hmm.
1: right? well i wouldn't call it a small space i uh it's never been a small space no no
0: i'm not talking about the the space itself of the column mm-hmm. i'm talking about the the niche
1: oh definitely publication. the publication yes niche. yes 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 no you're absolutely right so um I was writing my blog, and a a person I didn't know reached out to me and said, you know, Candace, Chicago Star would love to talk to you. And I didn't know what Chicago Star was. Had it
0: started already?
1: uh, Well, it was in newsletters. It was kind of like a Uh small thing in newsletters in some of the buildings around River East and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I I looked at it, and I thought it, it had a lot of potential. I thought, wow, this is something that maybe I can help build from the ground up with sure. you know the people involved and so you know sure enough we created uh, changed the name to chicago star before it was new east side what's the name, of that, nice new east what's the name
0: News? of that nice woman who runs elaine
1: thing. hyde it was yes. it her, yeah and she started it in river east because she wanted she was new to chicago she lived there yeah and she didn't know a, about where to go and so she thought well if i write a newsletter about where to go then you know i'm answering my own questions yeah. which was genius And so it's built up from there, and now we're celebrating, like you said, our third birthday. And um, it's doing really well. We've switched from a print platform, as a lot of people have, to a digital platform. Almost
0: everybody is going to eventually. Yeah,
1: but, you know, surprisingly, um, we have expanded our reach like three times. It's three times bigger than it was with the print.
0: So you have, I mean, you know, I'm a subscriber.
1: Good. Well, you know, there is a new subscriber email. Twenty-seven dollars a month, uh, a year, which is like two dollars a month. Yeah, and you get really exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else.
0: Really? Yes. There's no print publication at all.
1: No, but there might be one for oh, a nonprofit in November. We non-profit. might bring it back for something, a special edition.
0: Yeah. So who's your audience? I think if everybody
1: can, in Chicago is well, our audience. Of course audience. you do, yeah. Of course you well, do. Well, you know, and who doesn't want to read good news? I mean, it's like, we don't, like you said, we don't cover any crime. We mm-hmm. don't cover politics. We don't cover like COVID. Well, Skyline,
0: and, yeah. you know, Skyline's not a competitor. I don't think there is any. Well, kind they have
1: of a competitor. police blotter. They we do don't indeed. do that. You they know, we, we try to be. And I don't want to say that's Holly lightly, but we really yeah. do want to keep a positive slant on absolutely everything we put in, in on the digital platform.
0: Does it sometimes get difficult? At, is it, it, in light of, let's say, here we are Sunday, last night there was all sorts of trouble in the heart of the yeah. loop. Good Lord, people mm. tried to break into the Art Institute, mm. for Christ's sake, mm. and... Two nights ago, there was all sorts of horrifying trouble at 31st Street, Mm -hmm. 31st Street Beach. Is there any sense that... When you talk to your colleagues at the place that you have to dip into this,
1: well, you know, if like we covered Brandon Johnson when he got elected, I mean, that's politics, you know. But yeah. you know, every other paper covers that. I mean, you're going to see that good on the, point, front no, the, see the front page of the Tribune. You'll see it the front page of the Sun Times. won't you won't see it on our the front page of our platform. Good. Point. I mean, it's everywhere else. We don't need to do that. We we're, we we want to be something different. How
0: often does the platform change? I mean, do,
1: all the time, do, daily, multiple times a you're day. Updating. There's it. constant content. I mean, if you go to chicagostarmedia.com, you're going to see things that I don't think
0: you're going to see in other places. There's no question about that, especially your work. Thank you. Uh, What does it cost to subscribe for an entire year? It's just a
1: subscriber. No, the platform is free. You can go to our website and see all of our content. But if you want to get specialized, you know, Things that I mean, we have really a u- very unique subscriber email, and like I said, it's three dollars a month or two dollars yeah. a month, really. Yeah, right And so we put we save back some of our content and put it just in the subscriber email.
0: That's smart. How many subscribers do you have?
1: Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> we need more. We want you to subscribe.
0: Don't I? I do. I'm sure I do. I don't. I don't. I don't well, know I'll quiz I've...
1: you. I'm going to ask you some questions. It's only in the subscriber email.
0: <laughs> it's a quiz. Uh, we have one more break and then. Uh, I'm going to keep Candace till the top of the hour. I'm sitting here talking to Candace Jordan that you can find at Candace. CandidCandis.com. Candid star <laughs> ChicagostarMedia.com. You can find Candace Jordan at ChicagostarMedia.com. At candidcandice.com. And you can now find her, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> at candidcandicejordan podbean.com you have entered the uh, increasingly (laughs) increasingly uh, uh, busy podcast world
1: well you know Rick this is how I figured it everyone on the planet has a podcast I don't You've got this. You well, have this. W&G. You've got your own little platform. Yes, it's like the no, radio I, so, show. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the real deal. I'm no, just a little no, podcast. No, no, no
0: no. I, no, no, There are a lot of great podcasts out there. <laughs> I've listened to the first one, uh, oh. which you begin by saying, you're right, welcome to the inaugural Candid Candace, the podcast. In this first edition, I share a hopeful vision of Chicago as one of its biggest cheerleaders with news of event news, Nonprofit Record Breakers, and Where to Go Next. I chat with civic leader, philanthropist John Roback, who gives some great advice on giving back, as well as the beloved founder of the Chicago Randall Street Market, Sally Schwartz. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this front row seat to what's happening in the Windy City. I thought the first one was terrific.
1: <laughs> well, you know, thank you so much. Um, Rick, here's the problem I have with it. I mean, it this is a lot more work than I anticipated. <laughs> Ha <laughs> I mean, look at the notes I've got. I've got enough here like yeah, for a no, Bible.
0: Yeah, she really and, had, Yeah,
1: And it's the same for podcasts. I mean, I, you really do have to be uber prepared, as you, you are being the ultimate professional and my idol are always. <laughs> and so I did not realize how hard it was. And the second thing I realized is that I absolutely despise the sound of my own voice.
0: That's what everybody says. Oh, it, everybody says that? Everybody. Chris Flores can attest to that. Oh. Everybody who hears himself on radio for the first or second time goes, Oh, my God, I sound terrible uh <laughs> I-
1: I sound like a 100-year-old woman who was a heavy smoker. I just, I really, I mean, I don't, and here, here's the thing, you know, the intro. 100-year-old
0: I, women who are heavy smokers don't live to be 100, I'll tell you that. Well, let me right tell you now. something. Yes. Um,
1: you know, John St. Augustine, who you know, former yes, WG and host, he is the producer, and he's a co-host. He helps me out as co-hosting from time to time. And that magnificent Jennifer Weigel does an incredible opening. And so it slides in from her dulcet tones to my, this voice. Oh, stop. And it's like, put the, screech, you got to put the brakes on.
0: I am assuming it is going to be in its way, Candace oh. Jordan, an oral version of your blog yeah. and your column. Yeah. And you're going to, I, I am assuming. Also, that you're going to have lengthy, you don't do in your column and your blog, lengthy interviews. No, I don't. This gives you a new space yes, in exactly. which to do that.
1: You're absolutely right. And I'm, you know, I'm really kind of loving this because I've got so many people I want to talk to, you being one of them, I want to have you on. And this, uh, this
0: replay this thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, that list. would be easy wouldn't it, <laughs> yes, it would.
1: i'm sure WGO wouldn't <laughs> mind that um but uh in the second podcast i interdu- uh, uh, interviewed my uh, a really good friend of mine who's a fellow playboy playmate um Kathy st george she was august 1982 and i'm telling we've we've been she was one of the girls who uh, had her center her cover redone in Mm -hmm. 2017 and we've spent time together in west palm beach you know she lives there now and uh, i mean we've had a lot of fabulous memories together she feels like about hefner like i do and in this second podcast she shares a secret that sinatra told her about a very famous person that would be shocking
0: who's the famous person you don't have to tell
1: angie dickinson
0: well, it can't be that Frank Sinatra slept with Angie Dickinson. No, you I gotta listen to the that.
1: podcast.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. There you go. You want to know the Frank? The Frank's the secret that yep, Frank, Frank Sinatra, Sinatra shared spoke. about Angie Dickinson, yeah. who is still alive by yeah. the way.
1: Yeah, I know. You know, I did a GlamourCon. Is that the secret? No, the, years ago you, they have this. Uh, playboy pinup convention that they used to have around chicago and i would some from time to time go and sign autographs and the last time i went she was at the booth next to me she was in her 80s and she looked adorable was she nice she was so nice chuck was thrilled to meet her i mean she was really it it was a fabulous moment she's precious
0: you can find out ladies, when when do these the first one what do they, break? How do you even describe? Premiere? Where do you find?
1: Oh, well, on podbean.com. Podbean. And it's called Candid Candace the podcast. And um, we're doing them like every three weeks or so, you know. And uh, as the news accumulates, you know, then I'll have a lot of information and we'll...
0: Kind of and it's going to be I mean it will be your reportage. Yeah. Your interviewing. Yeah,
1: it's a combination.
0: what's coming up in Chicago. 100%. Yes. It'll be very interesting yeah. when you get to All uh, the
1: event news, past and present.
0: NASCAR time. <laughs> yeah, no, sir, I'm serious. Yeah. And what, you know, whatever you, you may cover the the uh inaugural events of Brandon Johnson in May when he yeah, is uh mayor. You never know where I'm going to be next. Uh, as mayor. Uh, how do you keep your energy? Uh, you are really, you and Chuck, are just extraordinarily busy.
1: Well, I've told it, you this before. You know, my mother are, and my yeah. dad, last two people ever to leave a party, had to get the hook to get them out, and I kind of follow in their footsteps. So, yeah, you know, that's the that, way it is.
0: That is the way it is. Yep. Candace, you're a force of nature. Uh, you can go, ladies and gentlemen, to candidcandice.com. That, indeed, will give links to all the other all things. All the stuff,
1: yes. And I'm everywhere, all over social media. But don't forget, I want to tell you the... What's the
0: Jimmy John story?
1: Okay, now this is a really good story, i got to tell you. So, you know, Jimmy John Leoteau, who was the founder of Jimmy John Sandwich Shops across mm-hmm. the country, sure. um, his dad passed away not long ago, and he wanted to take a, a group of people to Gibson's Restaurant on Rush Street, as sure. we all know and love, and he wanted to treat them to dinner in honor of his dad and as a tribute. And so he called ahead and asked Kathy cone from gibson's to put his dad's photo on the wall for this dinner so that people file in tears all around they see his picture at the end of the dinner he left a six-figure tip a hundred thousand dollars for That's the staff an to split story. because his dad had the best time and everybody always treated him so well there
0: that is an amazing story and that appeared on your blog yes it you did bro- candace broke the news she had first and exclusively what what are they going to do with it? Are they splitting that hundred yeah 000? they're going to split the
1: tip between all the workers i don't know how exactly but i know it'll be split yeah. between the staff yeah that, i wish i worked there <laughs> what I Wish i worked there
0: <laughs> yes that's just candace that's just what you need it's another job well you never know that's another job uh please give chuck a hug I for will. me i will and thank you for coming in and thank you for doing all you do i need to see Yeah, in a city that is screwed up in a lot of ways, what Candace does is highlight the things that are not screwed up.
1: Right back at you. I love you, Rick.
0: CandidCandace.com.
1: Thank you.